So I want to build on yesterday's podcast, which was talking about trading the CPI report um, after in the S&P 500 futures after the number was surprisingly bullish and they blew it off and sold off at the end of the day. Yesterday we talked about why that was something that was potentially predictable. And today I thought we had another day, what which at least for the way I trade made a lot of sense to me. So if you think about what's going on here, we had a big rally off the lows and then we've had three or four heavy selling days. And then we had the CPI issue yesterday where it was strong, or strong meaning bullish for the market, weaker, less inflationary. And we, we rallied hard, showed everybody a nice profit, and then sold off at the end of the day. <clears throat> so when something like that happens, I think the way I like to look at it is it clears off the positioning. It, it, it shakes the tree to the point where anyone who is a weak hand or anyone who had bought the number is probably gotten out when it took out the lows after. And it's just kind of sitting there thinking, I guess we're going to go down or they don't really know what to think and they're, they're frustrated. So today we come in and my thinking today is that we really shouldn't trade below those lows again today if this market has any chance of going up because everybody who sold probably got out yesterday. So there's that pressure off the market and it's probably a lot easier for the market to head back up today and do what everybody hoped it would do yesterday. But you'll often notice the market doesn't like to rally on a number where it's clean and easy. They like to get everybody sucked in, pull the rug out and then rally later. So this is another one of those setups where I I understand why we can rally today, but it's harder yesterday. And sometimes you have to kind of sit there during the day and watch it a little bit to, to feel that out. But I definitely came in with a clear bias today to the long side because of the positioning that all the longs got blown out yesterday. So why not do it today? And I think it can continue in the next day or two uh, up to the 44, 70, 200-day moving average level. It could go a lot higher. It could do whatever it wants, but that's at least where I think we'll get. But for the purposes of today, um, it was a little choppy in the morning, but then you start seeing everything firm up and... The, the bond market stayed strong since the CPI report, so that's been painting you the same positive signal that the stock market is likely to follow. The cryptocurrencies rallied, so that was all. Everything was kind of moving together, but today you saw tech take leadership, which it wasn't yesterday, which is what should happen when inflation is a little weaker. So that was the way it was supposed to be today, um, which was one of the things that was making me cautious yesterday. That wasn't the case yesterday. So today you you come in, you see everything acting as it should, and you know that everyone got blown out yesterday uh, on the report. So it it's you're just looking for areas to get long at good spots, and you have that bias. And when you have that bias and you understand because of the positioning what's likely to be a high probabilistic outcome, it's much easier for me to trade using technicals when I have a thinking process like this. I personally don't do well trading technicals only. I trade technicals very well when there's a reason for them. Like I'm gonna, I'm looking to get short for these reasons. I'm, I feel very strongly about it, and then I'm gonna find the technical spot to get short, or I can sell areas that look strong temporarily because I'm feeling very confident in my short thesis. So it's really important for me to get the thinking right, and then the technicals come in. So it's always a uh, multiple layers. So. I'll often come on and do a podcast and kind of talk about things that I saw after to kind of just help clear my head and get it out, but also to just help people maybe think about things a little differently than they might otherwise and maybe use that for themselves. And this, there's so many different angles that you could, ha- you could have a reason for something to go up or down, but, but my favorite when I'm trading the index is when I can see and feel why other people may have gotten stuck or why the positioning seems to have flipped. When I say positioning, I guess the better word might be participation. Market doesn't go up when everybody buys it and feels juicy. The market goes up when 
there, there's a lot of neglect or when there's a situation where everyone had bought it and then got stopped out and then it goes without them. It's just, that's the way it moves. It moves when there's the least resistant path to move. And the more people to buy because they got stopped out, the better chance it has to go up. Oftentimes too, it'll catch people short who aren't paying attention to that stuff. But for me, that's when I'm trading index futures, I really don't know any other way um, besides some one-off things that we can discuss if they happen that um, are consistently profitable in the index trading world. Leveraged short-term futures products are very different than trading stocks. Um, It's just a different strategy. I mean, I've tried using this in stocks and to varying degrees, it just it, does, it works a little bit here and there on an event day when there's a busy, big volume stock, but uh, it doesn't work as well as it does in in the index. I think the index is more of a sentiment psychological tool. So you, this game theory type thinking about where everyone else's position is a super important thing when you're trading the index during the day. So for me, I've been doing more index trading during the day because we're we're volatile and it's. Uh, not necessarily the best time to be buying and holding assets, which could change at any moment. But uh, earnings season starts. I'll shift a little bit into looking at earnings winners and a different strategy I use that I'm working on. But right now, this is this is what I'm doing. So, and there's a difference between jumping around when you're new and doing it when you're experienced and you have different strategies that you're comfortable with. And then you're just basically trying to say, okay, I have a few weapons for this particular fight. What's the best weapon to use, or whatever analogy you want to have. So. When you're newer and you don't have a strategy, it should be more about picking one or two things, one thing maybe that you can get really good at and wait for and master and feel very comfortable leaning on. And then after that, you can kind of branch out a little. So for me, having done it for almost, I don't even know, 20 years or so, I've picked up a few different strategies. Honestly, though, like the core of how I make my money is very similar to how I described what I did today. But there's other things I do that I've I've had to learn and pick up on because trading index futures is great when there's volatility or there's trouble. Um, but when things are smooth and the volatility is low, index futures are just not quite as good of a trade as swing trading stocks or position trading stocks. So you know, there's different hats you have to wear to be versatile in different environments, and that's kind of part of the never-ending challenge of being good at this. At you know, at, at all times, I, I guess that's the, that's what you're striving for. Not everybody strives for that. I mean, you could just be happy only participating when your strategy works well for you, which is fine. I've I, I try to do that, but I've tried to add things, and I'll continue to add things so I can you know always fit in in any environment and and operate profitably. So, anyways, that's that for today.